You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about the fear. Um, you know, that was a fun talk, not a great episode. And, but here we are. Um, season 5, episode 36, The Bewitching Pool, episode number 156 of the original series. The, you know, the season 5 finale, finale season finale. I guess number 157 if you count the time element, like the unofficial pilot. Uh, this has taken uh, taken the show five and a half years to get to this point. I hope you guys have enjoyed the journey. It's been it's been worth of that. We it's been it's been a fun ride. You know, I've had its ups and downs. Um, yeah, uh, we we are going to do like we're just talk about this. We're going to do a season five wrap up next week. So we're going to get into like a little bit more about the season and the series as a whole there. But yeah, this is it. This is the last last episode of the original series, of The Twilight Zone. Uh, air date is June nineteenth, nineteen sixty four. Um, I had to do a double take on that date because the, the fear aired on May 29th, 64, like 20 days prior. So that's weird to have, uh, your last new run episode almost three weeks after the other one. Do you have any notes on why that would have happened? Um, no, I mean, I know it got pushed for a little bit, but I also, I do have a note, um, in my books here about why this, this got put where it was. So we'll get there when we get there. Uh, number one film, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Uh, it's a theatrical version of a musical. I watched the trailer. It is not for me. It, it looks like something very much of the 60s where it's like that gee whiz, like musical upbeat stuff that, me, you know, your mileage may vary. I just, I, that, nope, I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to seek that out. So, uh, and the number one song, the you know, number one song for the last episode of the Twilight Zone, Chapel of Love by the Dixie Cups. Not the Beatles, but that's still a good song. I don't know if I know that one, but I'll have... You, was it um, going to the chapel, we're oh, going to get married? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that, that one. Duh, come on. Like, I'm not going to sing it because I am not the Dixie Cups. Going to get married. Yeah, there you go, yeah. That's a good song, yeah. So you said you found something for the, the day and date. I, I, I actually missed history here, so where, where, what do we got going yeah, on? Yeah, and this is a very, uh, very dark point of history here. Oh, good. And uh, yeah, not too far removed from some of the things that have been going on lately in the country again. So um, hopefully this is not this bad, but all right. So June 21st, the Sunday after the, ep- uh, the episode that's aired, uh, the kidnapping and murder of three civil rights activists. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Not great. Yes, yeah. Please, not, yes. not, not great not, at all. Not, so yeah. um, I, I'm I'm terrible with names, but um, these three activists were from uh, from uh, New York, um, and there was one one of them was black, two of them were white, and this took place near Philadelphia, Mississippi. The three had left uh, Merdurian at nine 
to travel 40 miles to north uh, to uh, north north to Philadelphia to investigate the burning of a cross and failed to return to meeting at four that afternoon. So after investigating the burning of Mount Zion Methodist Church, um, the three had passed through. Is this, is this the what the, the case that became Mississippi Burning? Is that what this yes. is for the movie? Yes. Okay. okay, yeah. I, that's, that's this Gene, is a very long article. Yeah, but no, but I'm saying like that's the movie of Gene Hackman, and like it became. It's not not that the story isn't important because it absolutely is. I just know it became one of those movies too, where it's like this is an important movie. Watch this. Yeah, Matthew yeah. McConaughey was the. Yeah, the, it was Gene movie. Hackman was in that too, right? I, I believe know. so. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, right. That is terrible. Um, but they they were found uh, they were found murdered uh, they were, they were tortured it was it was terrible a terrible event um, and yeah so that's I'm sorry to leave things on a bad note I don't have anything fun here but yeah oh, well that's you know so, <laughs> history is what it is all we could all we could do is state that it happened huh? yeah. right so all right um, that that's it for your day and date uh, yeah so let's just get into our, our cast and crew here um, so what what do we got okay so here uh, we got our director is Joseph Newman. Uh, last of four episodes of the Twilight Zone, in praise of Pip was his first. Then the last, uh, the last night of the Jockey and Black Leather Jackets, which we covered more recently. So I think we would do a little bit more in depth conversations during those episodes. Maybe people can go back and check those out. Mm-hmm. Do you have any last notes on no, that? No, I just think it's funny that if you look at the order of the episodes, you're like, wow, you you started off pretty on a pretty high point. Yeah, <laughs> like and it's like. Like, you know. And then our writer on the episode, guess who's back, Paul? Mr. Earl, Earl Hamner Jr. Yeah. Last of Esquire. Eight. I don't know. Um, yeah, eight, eight of eight episodes. Last, you know, last thing he'll write for the Twilight Zone. Um, yeah. Now we're gonna get we're gonna get into that a little bit too. I want to mention here, this is not something we always get into, but featured music. I just thought this was interesting because normally uh, it'll list like either just it'll say stock music or stock music from or like it'll list uh, specific like composers. If this this will give you an idea of just um, where this episode ended up going. It says here stock cues from Bernard Herman, Jerry Goldsmith, Lucian uh, Morawieck, Nathan Van Cleve, and Lynn Murray. So there was five different styles of music throw it into this just to get something going yeah well and you're going like the all-stars too it seems like well i mean you know bernard herman is very important to um the the twilight zone also jerry goldsmith uh, he did that music for back there that we've heard multiple times it's really really great nathan van cleave is also very important and i'm sure these other people of well probably contributed i'm not as familiar with them but you're right yeah so um then our uh our cast goes into uh mary badman badham um, she plays Sport. Uh, she w- the only credit that I recognized of her career was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, nominated for Best Supporting Actress in 62, right? So this was while this was like, you know, she was, you know, big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she only had a handful of other credits, and she kind of really shied away from, like, acting. But, you know, she was still always out there, you know, like, um, like especially, like, defending, like, To Kill a Mockingbird are part of showings and, yeah, seems like she, you know, had her taste of, like, it's also weird because To Kill a Mockingbird was, like, um, oh, uh, Harper Lee, the only book she released while she was alive, and you got Mary Badham playing, you know, um, scouting that, and it's like, and that was really her only thing, so there's, like, a lot of weird connections of, like, oh, you had this big splash of fame, and then you just kind of shied away from it. Yep. So and then she plays. So she plays the the young girl in this to give more reference. And then next here we have uh, D Hart D Hartford. Uh, she plays Gloria. This is the mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she uh, she was also in some Alfred Hitchcock Hour, 
some Batman episodes and some Lost in Space. Yep. So. I, mean, I had her, she, her, her credit in Batman was Miss Iceland because she was uh, like the, the, um, you know, the eye candy along with Mr. Freeze. Ah, so I thought that okay. was a fun name though. Miss Iceland. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um, so next year we have uh, Todd Andrews. Uh, he plays Gil, uh, the father and uh, 387 episodes of first love. Uh, he was also in From Hell It Came, which is a, a fun, uh, you know, mo- uh, man in a monster suit f- okay. film from '54, uh, and also in Hang 'Em High. Well, okay, so that's funny you mentioned Hang 'Em High. That's a Ted Post film, right? And mm-hmm. we just talked about Ted Post last right. last week. Uh, Todd Andrews' last appearance would be as a doctor in 1973's The Baby. Correct. And I was I was laughing when I was doing the research because I was telling my wife I was like I always try to jam that movie in when I can, and now I actually have a legitimate. Like, you know, reason to bring it up. So there we go. That's something. It comes full circle yeah. again. Uh, next here we have Jeffrey Byron. Byron. Um, he plays this, the son Jeb in this. He was in some. He was in an episode of Wonder Woman and a bunch of soap opera stuff. He's still otherwise. working. Yeah. He's still doing stuff. A lot, a lot of TV. Uh, I, I would challenge us. He was one. There's a a um, anthology film from '84 called The Dungeon Master that he directed a segment in, and it was produced by um, all the Full Moon guy. Um, uh, Band. Yeah, Charles Band. Yeah. So it looks like it looks like a lot of fun, but also really stupid. So I think it'd be fun to get into because it's it's supposed to be like this overall story, but I think there's like seven segments or something. It's like it's, oh, wow. it's supposed to be kind of jammed together, but it's from the '80s. It's a you know anthology film, and this guy directed one of the, the pieces, and maybe we'll get to that on the show. Yeah, that sounds interesting. We'll have to check that out. Uh, next here we have uh, Kim Hecker, Hector, Hector. I yeah. think so. Yeah, he plays white uh, wit wit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He plays Wh- white. That would make more I, sense. I was like, yeah. okay, Wicker Hat Kid. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was also in To Kill a Mockingbird and uh, some Outer Limits. That's yep. yep. That's what I got for him. Uh, and oh, here we go on to Gloria Sim- uh, Simmons. Uh, yeah, Georgia Simmons. Georgia, Dirt. whatever. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, so Simmons uh, played Aunt T in this and. Unfortunately, nothing else I knew. So she has like 36 credits. And like, if you look at the second half of her career, it's always like a gammy or gam gam or grandma or whatever. Like that's like, of course, but somehow she ended up in Fellini's eight and a half, which is like one of those, like talked about like, um, like, um, award worthy, like European films. And I'm like, how the hell did she end up in that? I don't know. But anyway, I, I've not seen it. I just know that's one of those ones that when you read about like, you know, uh, like film history and important films, like that one shows up. So okay, and then so our last credit here, and this is a weird credit here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Miss June Foray. Can, she's back again to do some voice work in this episode. She's the voice of of Sport. Well, yeah, the outdoor voice of Sport. Which, uh, yeah, we'll hit on the notes. Yeah, about that so we, later. we previously heard her as the voice of Talkie Tina, mm-hmm. uh, very established voice actress. Uh, she was Rocky, the Flying Squirrel. Yep. So there we go. So that's your cast. Uh, and everything. So let's just uh, let Serling, uh, you know, talk about the bewitching pool. A swimming pool not unlike any other pool. A structure built of tile and cement and money. A backyard toy for the affluent. Wet entertainment for the well-to-do. But to Jeb and Sports Sherwood, this pool holds mysteries not dreamed of by the building contractor. Not guaranteed in any sales brochure. For this pool has a secret exit that leads to a never-never land. A place designed for junior citizens who need a long voyage away from reality into the bottomless regions of the Twilight Zone. 
So, Terry, um, you may have noticed that I was a little bit more ready to go tonight than normal because we normally talk for like an hour and a half because we're friends and we catch up. And, you know, and even with the episodes that aren't so good, sometimes we drag our feet. No, I was ready to go when you came over. You want to know why, Terry? I can tell you why. You, you're just looking at me right now. You're not talking. I know. I, I know. I was I like, know, I, you're okay. going. You're on a tear, dude. So, no, so here's here's what it is. Get him. <laughs> no, 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 no. You you'll be surprised at where I'm landing on this. Uh, so, um, I refuse to talk about this episode any more than we absolutely have to, because um, I, the first time watch I watched this on Sunday evening and uh, it we're recording on a Tuesday afternoon. So like it was you know I've had a little bit of time to sit with this episode. Um, I was just from the jump, like, it's just, you ever have like a physical reaction to watching something? You're like, this, none of this is good. Why is this happening? This is not great. I thought about coming out swinging on this, um, and just like just punching down the entire time because this episode is worthy of every single moment of that. Um, however, with that being said, uh, we'll, we'll give like a little brief plot synopsis. So if people have not watched this, you at least kind of know what we're talking about. I always say you should watch every episode of the twilight zone. I'll even say with this one, because you want to complete the set, right? So with all that said, I refuse, I absolutely goddamn refuse to let this episode ruin the twilight zone for me. And I'm not going to spend an hour to shitting on it because as bad as this is, as it is a heap of broken, broken parts, um, I can't, we, we finished the season and we'll have our wrap up next week. I can't have such a sour conversation going into the season five and series wrap up. I absolutely refuse um, the bewitching pool. I made the joke to my wife. I was like, if I did it that way, it would be called the me bitching pool for the whole hour. <laughs> um, and I absolutely refuse to do that because uh, Hamner's not going to beat me. He is not going to beat me. Right. So, I'm sure you had a head full of steam coming into this too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, cause I, I, I sent you a picture that I'm not going to post on Facebook <laughs> just because it was a Vantine. I drew horns on her or whatever, but, um, you know, uh, but uh, that's when I was a little sour. Cause on Monday night I was taking my notes and watching it again and drinking heavily while taking the notes. Um, because I needed that to get through this. No, I, I just, I refuse to, because, uh, the last couple episodes we've had, which was come wander with me, which wasn't great. The fear, which was like, we, we, you know, have said that it wasn't great. This is absolutely not good whatsoever. Um, but I'll rewind this back a little bit. Um, when we got to the season four episode, the bard, and that was one of the worst episodes of the twilight zone we had ever seen. Uh, we, we, we took our time punching at that thing because it, I think that it needed it because it was terrible. I think that it would be unfair not to this episode, but to our audience and to the show because the expectation always was, well, something next is coming. We can just kind of dust ourselves off and move on. Right. There's nothing else coming. This is the end of the series. I mean, it's not the end of our show, and we're going to move on to other things. But, like, you know, we can't hope for another Twilight Zone, uh, original series Twilight Zone episode, because there's none left. Right? So, yeah, I, re I refuse, refuse to, to give in to my, um, my vitriol for this episode. So... I don't. I don't know how you feel about it. I, I mean, I have my feelings about it, but I think everything you're saying is, uh, is valid. Like you, you have good reasons to want to continue and at least finish the ride because they finished the ride, and we've gotten to this point. I mean, 
this show has been going covering this series amongst other things as well for over five years as well. Mm -hmm. So we've put our time in, we put, we put our money where our mouth is and we cover every episode and we're going to have a brief conversation about it because it deserves it. So a, a lot of people put heart into this. It fell on its keys the entire way through, but somebody wanted to do this. And there was going to be some notes at the end about how, Rod, yeah. how Rod felt about it. But I think you're right. I think we should at least cover it a little bit. I just, I, you know, like this is episode 156. I'd say we give it 156 seconds of, of talk. No, um, <laughs> I, I just like just it is uh, bird's eye view. It is um, parents that are getting a divorce and like their kids who seem nice enough, right, are in the middle of it, and they want to escape. And I don't blame them because it's the worst parents ever. Um, right from the jump, they're just terrible people. And I know they're getting divorced, so they don't like each other, but they're just terrible people. Um, and then so the kids are like, they have this imagination of like, well, let's just, let's just imagine this. We can go do whatever. And then Huck Finn shows up in the pool and says, come on. And then they swim into the bottom of the pool, and they, they end up in, I don't know, um, Alabama or someplace I, and then they, they end up on a little like a little Neverland ranch full of kids and it's like they escape right and, and it looks like a fun place and that's when they meet Aunt T one of the worst characters I've ever seen in uh, recorded history um, but you know at least she cares about the kids right so that's what this it's escapism it's, it's, it's a fantasy about like when kids you know what do you do like like um before we start recording this evening i was telling terry that my wife actually she went to a fathom event this evening to go see Coraline in the theater which that's a much better version of this story right yeah neil gaiman took the right notes when he you know watched uh things like um peter pan and everything yeah i mean because this is like it's escapism yeah, yeah and going to never never land you know where people love you and you don't have to worry about being a grown up. And that's what it feels like to me. That's, and at that, at the heart of that, that's a fun narrative. And I like that kids are able to escape and, you know, go find a place where they belong. And that's what we're getting here. And in these kids, they also feel compelled, like, wait, that's our parents still. So they go back to the parents and the parents are still scumbags. Yeah. And so Jeb, he runs away the next day, but sport knows that he's run away well she had she didn't know that he did but when she was like when her mother was like where have you found your brother and she's like oh i don't know where he's at she just suspected like yeah. she's like ah, he probably went back to alabama or whatever yeah. right so so and then so yeah. the mother says you know like hey you got to find him there's a big discussion that we need to have here and and she's a, a sport asker was like oh you know things gonna change in that she's like oh yeah lots is gonna change <laughs> You know, like yeah. getting real pissed off. Yeah. So M mom's going to have a different name soon. Yeah. Um, so. so, so yeah, that, like, so that she goes back to find her brother and uh, like, so there, there's, um, th there's some, everybody there has the worst Southern accent and it's this, it's this down home Americana that is just, if, you know, if you crystallized Earl Hamner and put him into a powder and snorted him, that's what this is, you know, like it is. It, we like he he has always been this yeah um creator of the Waltons uh, yeah so but if you go back and look at his very first episode he wrote for the Twilight Zone the hunt it's the same thing it's just this this like you know and he even talks about it a little bit about how like he felt like when he moved to California um he always felt like the city didn't welcome him because he he grew up in like the south right and he always kind of a vision like whenever he would write stories like he always felt the antagonist would always be the city person and not the country person 
So that's why these kids have Southern accents while they live in California. Um, that, that was weird. Yeah. All right. I'm, I, that pissed me off. I, I did. I, it yeah. was weird, but it was just like, this doesn't make any sense. Nope. Narrative wise. Like these two people, they, they are in a very nice neighborhood in California or somewhere like that. Someplace that nobody has a, a Southern accent. So where they would get this Southern accent from, it makes yeah, no sense. No sense. Whatsoever. Yeah. And so, yeah, so like we're in Never Never Land again, and uh, Sport finds Jeb. Jeb doesn't want to go back. He conv- she convinces him, or actually, Aunt T convinces Jeb, like, hey, if your parents really love you and that, because Sport's telling him things are going to change and we're going to be able to go everywhere. We're going to. We're gonna yeah, be able to take trips. Down? I yeah. did. I did. <laughs> That's actually like it was actually a funny line, and not intentionally, but I, I had to write that down word for word as well. Yeah. Please, where would they go sometimes on trips, Terry? And so uh, when he, when asked where they would go to trips, this is what Sport pulled out of her ass. She's like, "We go everywhere. We go to Disneyland. We go to Ohio. We go to Australia. Australia. We go to the North Pole." Yeah, good. I hey, I didn't know Ohio was destination. There we go. See your point, brother. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, woo, you know, like, um, yeah. So anyway, it's like I, I got to get some Buckeyes and some Skyline. You know, that's what I got to do. Uh, but so there was also this theme too of like when they show up there, um, they can hear their parents' voices, and Auntie is like, "Listen, you know, that fades over time," which could be ominous, right? But she's also like, kids show up here all the time because like you get this notion like if kids are unhappy or unwanted, they show up here, which is like. Like it's the it's the nice idea, you know, and there's no malice at all. And I mean, that, I guess in a way that should be refreshing. But I don't want the Twilight Zone just to, like I don't need it to be nice. Yeah. I don't need it like like what if you know what if it's like hey what happened to all the kids? Well, you look at this cake we're making. Mm-hmm. Don't think too hard about it. They never it. get old. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like the Elis and the Morlocks from yeah, uh, t- yeah. uh, the Time Machine. Like yeah, it's like hey, did you want to make this pie? It's full of, of uh, people, other kids, or whatever you know. <laughs> Soylent Green. Yeah, <laughs> it's full of it's full of wit. It's it's a wit cream pie. Come on, we just put them in there. It's and it's just, you put the 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 was it the wicker hat on top of the cake. I whatever. like how the grandmother or the the uh, aunt T. I'm sorry, aunt T. Is allowing the child who just came out of this pond to put uh, you frosting on frosting a cake. cake. Like, that's so disgusting. There's a lot of things here that don't make any sense. <laughs> how she she her conflict conflict resolution is to hand them boxing gloves. It's none of it. It's all supposed to be like this, like goofy, like like what kids would think, right. you know. And like I guess another good example of this would be like Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, like that would be like that's the escapism of again. I'm going to mention a million other stories that are better than this Hansel one. Hansel and Gretel. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, anything, right? Yeah. Like, you got to have... There's much better escapism, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, anyway. So, that's it. Like, they they go back. Um, their parents are like, we're getting divorced, which we now find out this is the first time in Twilight Zone history that we actually had a flash forward at the beginning of an episode. And then, so we find out, like... The thing we already knew is that the parents are getting divorced. Except, I guess the, the 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 conceit now is that the mom said things are changing, but then we find out they never did anyway. But whatever. So the kids go to the pool, and they jump back in, trying to get back back to Alabama land or whatever, and um and they do. And um, what's not said in this episode is that their parents are probably now wanted for murder uh, of their two kids because they went to the bottom of a pool and never came out. So, and they're missing magically with a family that's on the brink of divorce. And then there's going to be a lot of questions that are going to happen with that family. Yeah. And I can't blame it on a dingo. So, yeah. So I just, there you go. Like I just, it is, 
is so saccharine sweet and everybody has mud in their mouth and it is just I and these child actors like they do the best they can but there is a weird there's a weird transition that happens eventually where kid actors get better right because I, I don't know how I don't know how that happens in terms of like acting coaching or whatever or approaching things or or treating kids like seriously I don't even know right like um but this this thing is just it is it's grating it is just shrieky um, in the sense of, I don't know, it's not shrieky is not the right word. It just nothing, nothing works. And, um, and it's so whiplash back and forth of what's going on, which we find out why when we talk about like the construction of this episode, it, it is, it is a train wreck. Yeah. And it's not just one thing to be like, I didn't like this and it wasn't well written. Cause that's all true. But this, this is, um, this is what happens whenever you, you, you make all the, the ingredients in your house and you're like, well, we still got to make one more meal. And it's like, all I have is a pound of flour and some pinto beans. It's like, we'll just smash it together. We'll make it. We're going to, we'll try to make something here. You know, we'll just tell, you know what I mean? It's like, you're trying to like, you're trying to make something out of nothing. Uh, and you, you just, you just like, sew everything together. I'm mixing my metaphors, which is okay. Cause this episode does all sorts of that kind of stuff too. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm starting to punch down and I don't want to do that because I will save whatever I or I may have for this episode next week at our season five wrap up. Cause we're going to do a top five and bottom five. Are you trying to say that this might be part of that discussion? Uh, maybe. Um, yeah, it might be. I just, I didn't, I didn't know that something could rocket to like the top of the charts right at the very end of the season, but I was proven, proven quite, quite wrong. with this. <laughs> um, so anyway, with that being said, like it just, I don't think it's fair uh, to to you, me, the viewers. I mean, we're, we're sixty years past, right? And so, I don't. I mean, like, this is how you go out. Like, like for any, it's one thing to to end a series that it's been going on for five years, and you have characters and arcs and whatever. Like, I know we could talk about like the ending of a Game of Thrones and how people are frustrated. That's there's a difference there with a scripted series and how how you develop those themes and those characters you carry them through. This is anthology. You had the ability to pick and choose what individual stories you would place where and what you would go out on. Um. If this was placed somewhere in the middle of the season, I still would like it. I'd still like it uh, as as well. I still wouldn't like it as much as I do, but I might not feel as like such a a um, like a, like a punch to the face. It, but it's the last one, you know. So maybe I'm judging this one too harshly, but I think it deserves all. I think it deserves everything coming to it. It's not. It's not good. It's not a good episode, and. Um, it's not even one that you want to put on and laugh at, like because it is, it's it's just. How did this make it to air? That's all, you know. That that's all I got. I don't know, man. I mean, if you have any other notes specifically about the episode, because I have some. I I wrote a bunch out just in case you actually were like, hey, let's get into this. I knew you didn't want to, but uh, you're gonna probably also say, who actually could like this episode? Um, my wife does, and I was like, I'm sorry, but we're now getting a divorce, and I went to go jump into a pool we don't have. I'm kidding. She's like, well, I like the idea. And I'm like, you're completely right. The idea is fine. But it's like, so she forgave it because of the nice escapism, like the Peter Pan thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if this was more like the Lion, Witch, and a Wardrobe, where the children accidentally go through something. Yeah. And then there's good scripting and there's good, you know, character development. And, you know, <laughs> like it would have been a lot better. But yeah. the premise 
is that's where like that's where you leave it. Like we walk away from that and then we go down this rabbit hole of crap. So but yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know. Like there's nothing really good I can say about this episode and and we've been beating it up for what ten minutes now. Yeah, so so I mean and again I, I could oh I could. I could be so bad about everything. But again, we, we will save some of our unfiltered commentary for mm-hmm. next week because we always do that for the season wrap-ups, get a little bit more. Because we want to be fair to the people listening. Like, you know, maybe you like this episode a great deal. If you do, cool. You you found things in it that I, I am not capable of doing, and you're a better person than I am. It's just, like, I had a vision um, five-plus years ago of what I wanted to do with the show, and to know that I was able to succeed to do it is great, and I am so happy about it. But it's like... <laughs> it's like if I I had no idea this is where it was going to like just pink like we're done like I'm like oh like no idea like it's going to be the Twilight Zone everybody loves the Twilight Zone right well and they're all here I'm just like hold my you know cat, like, here, I'll hold my sour beer. milk yeah hold yeah hold my you know whatever so yeah so uh, so with that so there is some there's some trivia here I I want to get into real quick uh, th- this is this is kind of this it's condensed on IMDb so I'll just read it the way it is here and then I got a quote. Uh, from one of my books. Uh, the confrontation sequence where Jeb and Sport declare they don't have to live with their bickering parents, excuse me, anymore, and dive into the pool for good was actually written by Hamner to be the climax of the story. It was also used at the beginning because the final version came up a few minutes short. Uh, Wit's howdy greeting as the kids emerge from the swimming hole in Alabama. I keep saying Alabama. It's probably not Alabama. In uh, the tracking shot of the children in uh, Aunt T's yard were repeated as well for the same reason. Um, so... That was repeated sequence. Uh, when the mother yells at the kids twice, where she says something about them being like, no good kids, that's repeated twice in this. Um, there was so, so that all happened because they're just trying to make time, right? Which I'd also think that because of that, I think that screws up the episode because I think Serling came in because he did his, you know, his, his Twilight Zone teaser at the beginning. Like you get to the little part and he does his bit, which we played. There's a whole other thing he says too that is like another intro. And it was weird because we've not ever had a three. There's only a handful of episodes of the Twilight Zone that has three Serling narration bits in them. And normally, um, it help, it's like, it's usually at the beginning of the episode, and then like the midpoint, and then the end, not like the beginning of the episode, and then again, because he restates it again. And that just shows you how broken this thing was. So anyway, uh, other thing to get into here too was, uh, there was noise interference on the MGM back, back lot during the pool sequences. Everybody had to be called back for post-dubbing. Uh, actress Mary uh, Adam had already flown back to Alabama. What? Is that why I keep saying Alabama? Maybe that's why. And it was deemed too expensive to fly her back to Los Angeles. I'm like, just swim in the hole and come out of the pool. You're already <laughs> there. It's fine. Uh, June Foray was brought in to dub her lines. Uh, it was a quote-unquote sloppy job, and Rod Serling knew it. Um, so there you go. Um, so, and so in regards to that, uh, I do have I do have one thing here. I got to find it real quick. Um, Which she sounds exactly like Rocky at that point. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, where was it at? Um, oh, after viewing the rough cut, William Frog asked Howard Adamson, who was responsible for drawing up a release schedule, to remove this episode from March twentieth, nineteen sixty-four, its intended air date, and reschedule it to June, making this the final original episode to be telecast over CBS. Um, yeah, because they knew they knew it wasn't good, and they knew that if they just stuck it out where there was, hopefully no one would ever pay attention to it because it's the last one. So, 
There we go. So they pretty much ended up dragging it over the the line too. They knew that was bad. They knew that there, everything was like and and so William Frog actually said that he was upset with the director, and it's like okay, I mean yeah, they didn't shoot. I guess they didn't shoot enough for to get like the whole like twenty some minutes or whatever. I'm sure they could have found ways. I just think there was just problems with the script. I think there was probably problems in communication. Um, you know, all of that. Uh, and, um, I, I will have a mea culpa with Frog next week. Remind me. Cause I always keep blaming him for everything. Uh, it, it may not be entirely true, um, for the second half of season five, but yeah, that's where it is. Like this whole thing was just a mess. Um, and they, they padded it. I've never seen a 20 minute episode of Twilight Zone be padded. And there, there we are. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, it makes no sense to me. I think they should have done a lot. If they had to push it back, they could have done some extra production to it. I, I don't know. If they, they did it this way, it looks, it looks bad. It yeah. absolutely looked bad. They should have just left it on the floor, to tell you the truth. If they just knew that there were so many problems with it, they'd have been like, all right, sorry, guys. Then the last episode, the fear was your last episode. Well, not even that. Like I think because that was the last one actually physically shot. But we found out that the last footage actually shot for the series was Serling's um, intro for an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. And I think because of that and getting that slated, I think that jumbled everything. So because that would have been weird to end the series on an episode that wasn't theirs, you know, and also that would have missed that syndication window of like a year to get it shown a second time. So there's a lot of decisions being made. But yeah, it, it, like. So it's not this episode's fault that it's the last one. People people actually made the decision to do that. So they it's almost just like I just hope it's been three weeks since the last, since the inflatable space guy just, just like to shove it under the carpet. Like maybe people won't see it, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 whenever you're the last of something, especially something like an iconic series like the Twilight Zone, you, you know you're going to be brought up repeatedly because of that fact. And so I think that adds a, it shines a light on you, you know and. Yeah, this is just, it's just, it's just a bad episode. Like bad, not even fun bad, just bad. Bad, bad, bad. There you go. That's what I got. Yep. So, yeah, and, you know, for, for all of our new listeners, this <laughs> isn't, this is. <laughs> yeah, our new listeners, welcome to episode 156 of the original series of The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've gotten a lot of new uh, likes on uh, social media and all that stuff. So it's like, this isn't normally how we, we come at episodes. We just. We digest them, we talk about them, um, you know, and here we are, you know, and we just didn't like this one. But there's plenty of other good episodes to The Twilight Zone. That's why Paul started the podcast. That's why I was invited on to continue these discussions. And there is a lot to, to love about this the, the series. Twilight Zone is an amazing series as a whole. Yeah, and we'll get more into that next week because I feel like there needs to be a little bit of statement about what happened after this was canceled. Like there, there was the potential of a, of a, a, a sixth season kind of on ABC. I'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, um, so we'll, we'll get into a little bit of like the aftermath of the twilight zone. Uh, and I think there, you know, there'll be some fun there. We're going to have our, like our top five, bottom five episodes of season five. And then we'll do like our five most frustrating, I think is a fun one to get into too. And we're going to have a guest on there. We're going to have Richard, um, who's been on the, the, the season a couple of times. I asked him to, cause he's been watching the episodes along with us. And he, he actually texted me, Terry, appreciate this. He's like, I have not watched sounds and silences. I'm like, well, you need to like, so mm-hmm. like if he's going to, if he's going to review, cause he had watched the bewitched pool and didn't tell me, he's like, huh? You know? And I'm like, I feel like, no, you, if you're going to, you, th- this makes sounds and silences look like masterpiece theater. And, and like, <laughs> and that's weird. Um, but anyway, so, 
I, you know, I just, I, you know, we could spend another like 20 minutes just making fun of everything. And, you know, it's just that in, in, we do take shots. I feel like sometimes they're earned. Sometimes it's just, you know, I just be an idiot's behind the microphone. That's most of podcasting. Right. Um, and it's so much easier to tear down than it is to build up. Um, and again, if this is my last, my last trip through the twilight zone, uh, I, you know, I don't want to look back on this episode and just hear me be angry the entire time. You know, I just think, uh, the other hundred and some episodes that are really good. Um, notice how I mentioned that this is 156. I didn't say all of them were good. <laughs> you know, out of, out of the ones that are good, I don't, I, I, I owe it to myself and to Terry and to you guys to, you know, that that's, you know, there's not nothing, there's nothing else coming. So we can't be hopeful for the next thing. So yeah. there we go. That's it. That's the bewitching pool. It is, uh, not good. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I just, we got the format. Uh, can we find a twist? We'll just find a twist. We could talk, we, we could pick a twist. Why not? The twist that we are really hopeful that this would be a better episode than the fear. Uh, and it was not, I'll give that a five. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, uh, the fact that like the kids basically in the real world drowned like multiple times and the parents never considered that. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, you were gone for an hour. It's like, well, if they were nowhere around on the grounds and they went, you last saw them in the pool, you guys are just the worst parents, you know? So See, I, I, I'm going to go with the, the kids going away and staying away, not coming back for the parents. Yeah, that. that's fair. Um, I'm going to give that a four. I didn't expect that. I thought that maybe the parents would have got their shit together and been like, Oh, we got to do it for the children. Yeah, like and they get they a didn't note. Do it's it like, oh, we got a letter from this Aunt T saying that they're so good and they want to be with you and go to Ohio or whatever. Yeah, something. You're right. Ta- they could have taken them to Ohio. Yeah, they could have. There, there's more love in Ohio. I, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. I don't know. Um, Somebody out there likes us because on IMDb, there it has gotten a 6.4. So that's out of. 1.8 thousand people. So, you know, I, you know, maybe I don't tell if there's somebody out there, I challenge you, please tell me, tell us why we're wrong. Tell us what you think is the good parts of this episode and why it works for you. I want to hear you. I want to, I want to, what do you think? What do you think, Paul? Do you think there's somebody out there? Or yeah, my they, wife likes Are it. these padded and numbers? Then, <laughs> and I just told you that she went to go see Coraline. That's not true. I just, you know, I, I um, threw her a swimming pool. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> no, um, no, like, I just, you know what? Uh, what I would say is, yeah, if you like it, let us know. Yeah. I'd also say the rest of you people out there that, that, have, that have watched this and listened to this along with us, um, you know, don't let this be the thing that just turns you off the Twilight Zone. Go, like... Go watch other episodes. Remind yourself of like even even like like um you know um what we get into recently, like in the back half of the season. Like there was like the even something like um I spur of the moment is kind of weird, but there was there was fun to be had there. There there's there's good there's good Twilight Zone fun to be had. Just find find other episodes. Queen of the Nile. Queen of Queen the, the Nile. Nile was, I think, yeah, same swimming pool. Same swimming pool. Yeah. So that that would be um, something. Maybe you could you could look at that episode and be like, yeah, eh, there you go. Yeah, maybe it doesn't work for me, but it's better. You know, it's better. So yeah, don't let don't let this be the end of the Twilight Zone road for you. You can always double back and check out other episodes. But again. Uh, that's yeah, that's it. The bewitching pool. And I, I just got to mention though, for the way we do the show, I, you know, I'd watched the episode once blind and then again for notes. So I, I guess, I guess technically I've watched this entire series twice now, like in a weird way, you know? And it's like, so that means I've watched this two times more than I should have, but whatever we did journey's over. 
Um, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do something else soon. We're going to talk about that, but yeah, that's going to do it for, um, the bewitching pool, uh, season five, episode 36, uh, twilight zone episode one fifty six. uh, you know, collect them all. Um, yeah, that's, wow. That is just, uh, that's a thing. That, that's a thing that happened. So, all right. Um, you guys can find us on Facebook at Strange Highways. Um, I did get photos. I will post them. It isn't like I'm just going to put up a black image every day and be like, no, we're not getting into this. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so, you guys can find us there. You guys can email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. Uh, and if you want to review Bomb Us because uh, we didn't like this episode, I, you know, I get it. You know, just be like, be like, these guys don't understand the Twilight Zone hashtag Snyder Cut or whatever it is you're going to bomb us with. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that that's that's it. So Terry, how other people, how else can people find us? Uh, we're on Instagram, so please check us out on there. Give us a follow. Give us some uh, give us some love on there. Uh, you know, on all those other uh, uh, podcast servers, th- those rates and reviews help us so much. And for the people that have just recently liked us on Facebook and that, uh, yeah, they're new to the awesome. show, yeah. please stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. If you're new to the show, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And please check out yeah. the old existing stuff. It's still easily accessible. We've covered other stuff as well. I mean, we've covered different movies. We've covered uh, the, the Jordan see, Peele the stuff. production. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's plenty of material out there. Um, give us some love throughout the, those older episodes as well. So, but thank you for uh, coming and checking us out. Yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, have a good week. Have a safe week. Go watch other Twilight Zone. Go watch Coraline. Go watch uh, what else? You mentioned something else. like uh, well, Pain's Labyrinth is wonderful. Like, is there any other escapist kid fantasy? Yeah, type Chron- Chronicles of Narnia. There you go. Yeah, go watch those. Like go. Like there's that escapism. That's what you want, right? So go go watch those. Watch all the Twilight Zone. And in the meantime, so we're gonna like I said, next next episode is gonna be season five wrap up and series wrap up kind of tacked on because, you know, like we 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 need to talk about that a little bit too. So we're gonna have a guest on the show. Richard's gonna be on. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm sure it's gonna go longer than forty three minutes. I can, I can tell you it's going to be, you know, if you think you guys are going to be shorter on this one, just wait till next week. You'll get a lot of wonderful idiots like talking the mics and laughing and being stupid. That's what it's going to be fun. I cannot wait to talk about the wrap up. It's going to be really good. So yeah, that's going to do it for the bewitching pool. Um, I, you know what, Terry, let's on the way out. Let's just, let's do one last, let's do one last Hamner. I think that's fair. How about that? You ready? Here we go. Hamner. There's only one truly precious thing in the world that one human being can give to another, and that's If I was a young person on my way to receive that wondrous gift, I'd go with a smile on my face.